Hello, everybody. This is Cliff Hickman from CantonRep.com, and we have a special MMA podcast today with uh, one of my favorite people to interview in any sports. It is Antonio Castillo, Jr. How are you doing today, Tony? Good, man. I appreciate you having me on. And if you haven't heard the big news, we've got the article that uh, should be coming out Tuesday this week. You are going to be taking on a nationally recognized fighter on short notice this Friday. Yeah, man, I was actually uh, originally in camp for uh, June 7th out in uh, Rhode Island. First, a guy uh, like Dylan Lockard, Lockard or something like that. And um, that show ended up getting canceled. That was for CES MMA. And, uh, yeah, it got canceled. There were some injuries and a couple of bouts, so they pushed the car back to, like, July. And uh, I was just having a good camp, and so I messaged them and let them know, like, listen, I know you guys got a, another fight on the week before. Like, I'll be in shape. I'm going to stay in shape and uh, finish out camp. I only have two more weeks. So, you know, if you guys have a, a, a dropout, keep me in mind, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think it was, like, two hours later, Ended up calling my wife, and uh, for sure, man, uh, I'm fighting for the main event or uh, the co-main event uh, out uh, the weekend before. So it's just one week sh- shorter. Um, it works out a little better just because I was actually, you know what I mean. If uh, if if I was in line for 145 pounds, you know, I mean, I'm sitting at perfect range to make 155 pounds. Um, so it just actually works out a little bit better. So. He's a, it's a, it's a big opponent. Like I said, this kid's like 14 or two. Uh, yeah. And he only we'll, has one arm. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into your opponent here real quick. It's going to be Nick Newell. He's, uh, famous. He was, he was born with a congenital birth defect. Um, his left arm ends right below his elbow. So he, he really only fights with the one hand. Like Tony had mentioned, he's got a record of 14-2, and two, and it's been kind of a, a national story whenever he's fought. He's had some opportunities in the World Series of Fighting and in the, the UFC Contender Series. Yep, yep. How do you begin to, to prepare for someone like that? Because uh, uh, during the print interview, which you'll read, like, like you said, you don't get the 14-2 and two by, by accident. No, no, not at all, man, you know what I mean? And uh, like you said, you know what I mean? He's, he's born with that, the the birth defect. So, you know, he's, he's uh, in my in my opinion, it's just another man in front of me. He's always been a top-level fighter. You know, like I said, you don't get to 14-2 and two by not being a good fighter. You know what I mean? He has good skills. He's tough. And, uh... You know, I truly believe in that. You know, when you're born, you know, when you're born with birth defects like that, you know, and and uh, you know, he doesn't have like you said the arm. Um, I, I I believe you're 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 stronger in other areas. Um, you know what I mean? Which is why he is 14 to because he's a tough dude. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't really look into it. I don't play into it. Um, but at the same time, it's there. It's a uh, it's a uh, I don't really even look at it as an obstac- obstacle to train around or to train for or to get around. He's shy one left limb. Um, 
opinion. Uh, you know, just just for this the sport that we do. So, you know, in my opinion, it's a big uh, it's a big disadvantage for him. You know what I mean? Um, so, it's he's he's made it well, and he is a fighter. You know what I'm saying? He's a top level fighter, and uh, I've always looked sure. at him as just another man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it is there. You know what I mean? And it is kind of uh, wild. You know what I mean? To even be in the position to fight somebody like that, just because uh, it's you, the altitude picks up a little bit in the fight, just because it's an automatic, amazing thing off rip. No matter what, it's an amazing situation because you have a guy that's doing what he's doing. He's defying odds. He's defying doctors. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And he's, and he's uh, competing with at, at, at the highest level. You know what I mean? Um, the UFC Contender Series and then, um, you know, t- other World Series of Fighting and other promotions that are top level too that he's competing at. So he's not fighting slouches, you know what I mean? One of his two losses is to Justin, Justin J.G. Like, like, that's a legit loss. And then, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, the legitness comes from him uh, defying the odds and wanting to do that. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's there. He's a, good, he's, a, he's a tough fighter, and it's a, it's a tough matchup. But, like I told CES, that was the whole point for me saying that, like, I did not know he was out an opponent or anything like that. The only thing I knew is I just had a great camp, and I didn't want to let it go to waste. So I told him, listen, I really like you guys. The promotion, you know, sitting isn't a, isn't a big deal for me. It's not a big deal. I'll wait for the next one. But at the same time, like, keep me in mind because I'm in good shape right now. So, you know, you know me, I'm down scrap. All right, are, are you, uh, I, w- I was just going to ask you, he's from the East Coast, you're going out to Connecticut for this fight, so you're you're kind of going to be on his home turf, and he seems like a guy that the crowd is going to kind of be behind for every fight, uh, does that affect anything for you? Oh yeah, for sure, you know, you know, and I, this was a big camp, it was, a, there was a lot of different things that went into play for this camp, a lot of stra- strategy-wise strategic things that we were doing not for him but for that reason right there like um i've answered all the questions i feel like i'm at the highest level of my professional career um and uh you know you know i said that like you know dealing with the understanding of you have to finish fights and you have to finish them in the first round and you cannot go to the the, the judges, even in the judges' hands, where you have to be finishing fights, looking for the finish, you know, round to round. Um, you know, so I definitely am not going to go in there and, and come out of the victor and the, the, the on the cards because uh, it's it's just not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've went down there twice, and plus I've been traveling lately, so at the same time, it's just it's not going to come out. Um, just because of that home field advantage. So I play the game. I respect it. You know what I mean? And that's part of the game. You know what I mean? So anytime you leave it in the judges, I, you know, even then how it doesn't matter how I feel. You know what I mean? I felt like that I won the last two fights. Uh, you know, so home field advantage played a, a factor in it. But it's part of the game. So 
you know, having said that, uh, we yes, we've done, it just so happens that we've been working on finishing fights and taking advantage of the opportunities to be able to finish fights, um, you know what I mean, to, so that to be able to capitalize fights like this to where we're probably not going to win a decision. So having said that, luckily we've been training for that, so it's, it's good. All right, and how how difficult is it? Uh, you both, you mentioned this a little bit, but you've had a couple of uh, really close fights in your last uh, two two fights uh, go against you when it went to the judges. How difficult is that to kind of to, to process when you put so much into a camp and, and so much energy into things? You know, if you look at the if you if you look at the big picture of things and how things have gone throughout my career. Um, I've sat back and wandered for a little bit now, and I was and I've been getting antsy for like the past year, like wondering, questioning things, like you know why. It's all about trust in the process, and you don't know when you're gonna peak. I feel like I feel like I haven't had my peak yet, um, and to where a lot of guys were, you know, I quote unquote passed me up, like getting shots before I am, and. And I'm just like uh like trying to figure out figure out the numbers. You can't figure out the numbers. You just gotta let the let your journey go how it goes. And I feel like I needed every bit of every single fight that I ever have, uh, because I was untouched as an amateur, fifteen and up. Took guys down and just um held them down for three you know what I mean, three rounds at a time and and one fight like that. And uh, you know, but still was able to scrap turned pro, you know what I mean, moved out here, different levels of my pro career I went through, and now, you know, if you if you look at it as a whole, you know, after going out to Chicago and doing all the traveling I was doing within my training to, like, get the best of it, for the past six years now, I've been living out here at Canton for eight years, for the past six of these eight years, my training has been dedicated to my striking. So I've now got a striking game. Those past two fights, and actually I even go back one more, the one before Frank fight, um, the fight out in Michigan when I fought Adam King. So, like, this dude only had, like, I think it was, like, seven and two. Um, and uh, so I'm like, all right, he doesn't have the numbers, like, ring time. But he comes from a good camp, and, and he's probably a tough dude. We're fighting at 55. So, you know, I like to fight at 45. It's just a factor in the in the game at that time. So, you know, when I went out there, I'm just sitting down on my punches. Finally, I'm sitting in the center of the cage, and I'm working with the cage pulling. I'm just hammering away on my strikes, and it's finally clicking for me. And I'm just landing every single strike that I'm throwing cleanly, and then he throws one strike off of my elbow that I just landed cleanly and it cost me. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that fight is where things started to change for me. Because even though I got clipped, like I learned a lesson like, yo, you can't drop the hands no more. You got to come clean every time. You got to come correct every time. Otherwise, you know, this can happen even when you're landing every single shot. I probably landed like, um, maybe like 20 shots in the first two to three minutes, and he landed one. <laughs> it was crazy. So, um, 
it was nuts. But that was the first time my striking was really my comfort level was there. Um, so I sat down. So I, it's, I speak from a, a striking standpoint, not saying my striking is comfortable. Yeah, my, my fight game was comfortable inside the cage after 30, 30 some fights, you know what I mean? It's finally getting comfortable. Um, and then I had the Frank fight. Um, that one, you know, was a, was another level of me getting comfortable. Um, you know, because I probably shouldn't have fought the way I fought. I, I fought to almost like put my foot down and man up and say like, yes, look at me. I can strike with the top level of strikers. I can stand here in front, center line, and strike for strike with this good strike. Like, no, I shouldn't have fought that play like that. You know what I mean? But I did that because, like, as you're learning striking, and as you're learning things to be a fighter, you're, like, proving things. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. You know what I mean? So I learned a lot in that fight um, to where the fight that came after that with the CES fight, uh, which was my last one when I went out there, okay, uh, was like the last piece because I felt like that again. The only difference is, is now my striking, my my combos, my offensive combos were being pulled. My triggers were being pulled in the first round. Everything was running. Everything was going. Everything was working. Every single striking combo that we worked on and developed during camp was being pulled, and it was awesome. Came back out of that first round, and my coach believes, and I trust in my coach, okay, because we work a lot on mental warfare during camp, just getting prepared mentally and why things happen and how things develop. And he believes, like, being the striking final and my MMA game altogether because I worked takedowns and scored takedowns in that fight, you know what I'm saying, as the striking was coming together in that round, in the first round, all this happened. And to see it come together is what made me gasp because I almost mentally gassed myself out and was, like, unbelievable about how I felt comfortable doing what I always do in practice but I could never do out of the cage. And that's what gassed me out because I came out there in the second and was completely gassed. And I don't gas. I have a, I have a excellent gas tank. And for those second and third rounds to fight, how I fought was um, I'm okay with that performance. You know what I'm saying? So, But off of that, that right there, if I could have not um, emotionally gassed myself out in that in that first round, you probably would have seen another second and third, if not only a second round of the first round, and that would have been my fight. Um, so I learned a lot from all three of these last fights of mine. And uh, I'm, I'm, even on my last fight, like I said, minus the being gassed part, but minus that part, I'm okay with now how I'm fighting because I've, it finally hit in my career. Um, so, you know, this fight is big for me, and it's big because not only the opponent, but it's big because I've been so comfortable in training camp, not have to worry about working things, just working on getting better. So 
a lot of things have been happening over at the training camp with the merge and everything, which is always a bunch of extra added pressure and things on the table that you don't really want to deal with during training camp, but it's been easy because the merge was perfect. It, it, it's exactly what I needed right now. It's been all eyes on me, and it's definitely going to show, you know, and this one, like I said, I'm I'm so I'm, I'm pumped about it because now I get to really go show because I was still answering questions those last three fights, and I just closed up all, all the questions for myself um, as a fighter, if that makes sense. Um, so, last three fights were huge for me and my career, and, and I feel like this one's it. I feel like not only is it it um, for me, but the the level that the stage that it's on again, being on CES live on the UFC Fight Pass, you know what I mean? That's where you want to be. And that's why exactly. I was willing to sit. That's why I was willing to sit and wait for their next fight, even if they didn't give me this fight. But since I, you know, I'm ready. Boom, it's here, and it's a big opponent. Great, cool. Let's, you know, what I mean, I'm sure. I know ESPN did an inter, did the write up on him, so I'm sure now that they 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 got an opponent change, they'll do another one. You know, what I mean, along with you, your guys's. Um, Everybody's going to do it because it's a big fight. It's a big story. You know what I mean? And uh, 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 I'm just happy to be a part of it. It's a big challenge. It's a, it's the highest level I've ever fought um, to an opponent. Now, mind you, I've fought guys with the same amount of fights and better records, 11-0s, like 12-0s, 12-1. So I've definitely fought the high-level competition, so I don't feel like it's any step up, but far as hot right in here right now yeah for sure um it's 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 on so um you know it's a it's a good it's an opportunity that uh we want to be a part of you know that it's a good opportunity to be a part of so it's on um i'm happy to be a part of it well, as you mentioned, this will be on the UFC Fight Pass. Uh, cost starts at about nine ninety nine a month, but if you're a local fight fan and you and you want to see this fight, you can do it. It's Friday night out in Connecticut. It is CES fifty six, so you just start the subscription and download the UFC Fight Pass app, and that's it. Pretty easy to find. Yep, 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 for sure. And and, uh, and they do like a seven-day free trial, so if you go to the UFC app and download the UFC app, go to the uh, seven-day free trial. You plug in right here, your your email, and it's, you're good to go, so you can watch it for free. So you you have, op- you have options to see this fight. You've been You've been putting in a lot of work over the years, my friend. Uh, I wish you the, the best of luck this week. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you for following up on my career and, and, and the team, the minds. You know what I mean? You do a lot for us. Um, we like to be recognized in the, in the city, and I, I appreciate you, bro. All right. That is going to do it for this special podcast. Antonio Castillo, Jr. versus Nick Newell. Again, Friday, May 31st, CES 56 on the UFC Fight Pass. And that is going to do it for this cast. We'll catch you next time.